0: To the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Austin. This is the Prepared Mindset, and I have a pretty cool discussion for you guys this week. One of the biggest comments and questions, and and I guess just points that get addressed is how to get your spouse more involved in what you're doing. You know, uh, last month I stepped away for a week, went and donated my time to a local high school. Go teach music. Disconnect. You know, talked about that and everything. While I was out, my wife Lexi, right, she's a part of this project. She stepped in. She did some content stuff, and you know, I got a bunch of comments. I got a bunch of messages. Hey, man, that's really, really cool that you found a way to to a make your passion into a project, which is this this podcast that we all are aware of, right? That's why you're here. You're listening to it. But b that you were able to do something with your spouse, something productive and proactive and inclusive in this this hobby, this passion that we all have for preparedness, self-defense, uh, the skills and you know to an extent, you know, the tactics that we all want to learn and are striving to learn and trying to, you know, build and leverage to defend our homes, keep ourselves safe, lead a better lifestyle, uh, maintain a better quality of life, all that good stuff. So this week, I thought it would be a really, really good opportunity. We had a break in the action, so to speak, to uh, bring Lexi on and have the two of us sit down and talk about how I brought her into everything that I do, uh, what she thinks, what she feels, if she has any reservations, all that kind of stuff, because we get the question a lot. You know, it is somewhat unusual. It's definitely not unheard of, but it is somewhat unusual that we we find couple, uh, couples that are just this involved together and, and, and can coexist in this kind of a, uh, structure and situation where it's not problematic on one side or the other, or, you know, you're not just dragging your spouse, your partner, whatever into this and forcing them to, to learn these things, to learn these concepts. So I'm going to bring Lexi in and we're going to talk about training. We're going to talk about equipment, uh, we're going to talk about how she got involved with this because this isn't something I was doing before we got married. You know, this is, I mean, it was to an extent, but not certainly that's the extent that I'm at now. You know, I owned firearms before we got married and all those and all that stuff. I had started kind of trying to buy some kit at a very base level, you know, um, when I <clears throat> was really getting into this. We were also trying to save and pay for a wedding. So there was some budgetary constraints and things like that. And we made everything work, obviously. But again, these are all things that people want to know about, because I think a lot of us out there speaking to the, the husbands, or maybe, you know, you're the spouse, you're the wife, and your husband, your partner, whatever have you, right, really, really wants to bring their significant other into the fold and really, really wants to do this with them. And they don't know how, or they don't know how to address some of the concerns, how to address some of the issues and problems and limitations, you know, maybe they're not a very physically fit person, or maybe they don't have the time because they're taking care of children, or they work a lot of hours, you guys work different shifts, you know, there's some limitations behind what you can do. And certainly we have a lot of those same issues ourselves. You know, going into the office for work means that there's days where we don't see each other as much, uh, it means that there's less time to do things like train together, practice together. We still want to spend quality time together and and not be doing this kind of thing so to an extent there's a juggling act right you know all good things in moderation but again it's something that we get asked about a lot so i thought it would be really really cool to take the opportunity bring lexi on and we'll talk about everything that we do the questions we get uh, the questions that she gets more specifically because she's a woman and whether that's sexist or not i don't really care um, but the fact of the matter is it's just it's seen as more of a man's game um, which it shouldn't be, but it is, you know, that's the perception by people that don't understand this space in this community, right? Is that it's, um, it's a old boys club and it's a man's game and the woman, you know, why are you involved with that? Or how does that make you feel? Whatever. So we'll certainly jump into a bunch of those. Cause a lot of them are pretty funny. And just the amount of stuff people don't know, uh, is, is also quite funny. And we'll get into all of that. I think you guys will really, really dig it before I jump on over to our conversation. I do, as always, want to say thank you to our preparing, uh, I'm sorry, to our <clears throat> supporting and providing sponsor, if I can talk EclipseHolsters.com, guys. I love working with Jess and eclipse. I get to come on here every week and do an episode and talk to you guys about how great Eclipse is because I believe it. It's not because they'd support me, you know, I appreciate their support, but I was a fan of the company before the podcast great, great customer service, awesome holster, fantastic turnaround times. And now we get to work together and they hooked you guys up with the discount code prepared mindset. It's all one word. It's going to save you 20% off of your order three business days or less. Your order is in the mail on its way to you. If you spend over hundred bucks, they're going to upgrade you to two day FedEx shipping three days or less. It's out the door on its way to you. That means in under a week, you will have a holster that started off as a piece of Kydex, handmade, and high quality, shipped to you at your door if you spend over $100 due to the FedEx upgrade. It's pretty, pretty sweet setup. They make awesome, awesome products, guys. I have several of their holsters and mag carriers. Lexi has several of their holsters and mag carriers. The Alti clip, now the Discrete Carry Concepts clips. They have all kinds of options on there. Colors, clips, maybe... You know, you have a light bearing holster. You can check out their Sirius. Maybe you don't have light bearings. Maybe it's their Delta holster with the concealment wing that's going to help you out. Tons and tons of options available. Again, our discount code PREPAREDMINDSET, all one word. It's going to save you 20% off your order, and it's going to help support Jess and her awesome company, EclipseHolsters.com. Head over and check it out today, guys. And I also have to point out, that we also have a Patreon page. Guys, patreon.com forward slash prepared. Underscore mindset underscore pod, right? Just like our Instagram page. It's our Patreon. We launched this, uh, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago to try and release some exclusive content, some things like some targets, some blog articles. I'm gonna try and do some videos and some custom audio, or I should say exclusive audio. Guys, consider heading on over there and, and make a donation. You know, a dollar, three dollars, five dollars. The tiers aren't very high there. Uh, Just a little something that's going to help give you guys a little bit of extra information. And it's also going to, in turn, help support and help us pay for what we do with this podcast every month. It's going to help offset our expenses and uh, free up some things so that we can do a little bit more and keep bringing awesome guests on the pod, keep doing the things on social media, the videos, the articles, you know, uh, all the good stuff that we got going on here. So, again, patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod head over check out the few public things we got going on there and please consider donating like i said we got a dollar tier three dollar tier and a five dollar tier per month it goes a long way to helping offset the costs of what we're doing here we appreciate the support okay so like i said uh lexi and i are going to sit down we're going to talk about bringing your spouse into the community into the fold uh, for lack of a better phrase, really, and have a uh, more in-depth discussion around how I got her involved with, with everything that I do, uh, but then also some of the stories, like I said, and some of the difficulties and experiences that we've worked through together that may help you bring your spouse uh, into this mindset and understand at a deeper level why we all do what it is that we do. Here we go. So one of the questions that you and I get the most probably is how you came to be involved with all of this, you know, like with me owning guns and the gear and all the other stuff that came with it. And then I started the podcast. Right. So where did this start? I guess like for you, I think it started when you bought your first handgun, and we've told that story before, I think. I'm, I'm yeah,
1: a, uh, I, I think we have, but, you know, just to recap, because I think it's been a minute. You know, I was out living on my own, heard someone screaming for help in the apartment. I don't know, a few over from me. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't feel safe. Per- you know, I I called the police. Um, didn't feel unsafe, but didn't feel entirely safe, especially being on my own. I had some concerns. Had some concerns wanted to be able to protect myself because as the person who called I was very aware of how long it took the police response, to come knock on, yeah, on response my door. Times and- no granted it wasn't they weren't responding to my my residence so I know they weren't coming to me first so that that does account for some of the the delay but um, yeah it, it started with me getting my you know my first handgun. And learning about it and you hadn't had yours for that long in the scheme of things so we were able to kind of learn together which was nice um
0: well and so from there it kind of became one of those things where you know you got your your firearm you got your your springfield xds right and okay well now you gotta train like you should dry fire you should you know play with the gun you know safety rules applied of course but You know, hey, rack the slide, load it, unload it, um, drop the magazine, understand how the firearm's going to work and everything. And that's where I think, like, the natural starting point is for a lot of people when you're trying to get your spouse involved is, here's a gun, Mm -hmm. and just familiarize people or or them with it, you know, familiarize them with it, have them understand and be comfortable. It's, It's theirs. Right. You know, so for you, I think that was our quote we'll call it our starting point
1: yeah i i think so um at least the the starting point for really getting into it i think prior to that we had looked at like knives and stuff Mm -hmm. i think technically that was first but it's such a small entry point that like it didn't really take hold and, and this whole concept of being prepared and caring for yourself right. and those around you until I had the gun. Yeah. Then I was able to be like, okay, like, I'm responsible for myself. I'm responsible for, you know, the people around me, making sure that I'm safe so they're safe. And it kind of just snowballed from there as we got more into it and and started learning things. We'd come across something that we didn't know. So then you, you know, right turn down that lane to to to, to learn about that and then you'll circle you know then you circle back to what you were originally learning on and you take two more steps and hey here's something else so now we're out in left field learning about that like it really all came crashing down at once it's like one massive big learning experience
0: um i mean spread out across i mean this was years oh yeah this
1: was not like rapid fire in a month yeah but it's just as when it
0: started it never really stopped
1: Cause there's, there's so much, cause then you think about it and you're like, okay, I want to keep myself safe. Like, you know, you, you, you get the gun to protect yourself, protect your family, but then you, you get comfortable with that. You, you get that training, you start learning, but then you think about the bigger picture, you have, you've had tunnel vision to that point of I'm going to learn how to use this, which is a perfectly fine way to do it. But then you think about what happens afterwards. You know, if you're using your gun, then there's a chance that there's, you know, there's there's harm expected to yourself or to someone, and likely there or, could be harm y- done. Yeah, or
0: as I was say, at least the possibility that that so you could yeah be harmed
1: if you you know. Well, just stopping the bad guy isn't going to necessarily be enough if you've been hurt. Like, you need to be able to keep yourself safe. So then you mm-hmm. go down the path of medical and first aid and what to do. Yeah, because and...
0: yeah, when we started this, like we didn't live together yet. No. You know, you were in your apartment on the other side of town for me. I lived with my brother at the time. So the, the concern, especially after hearing some of your stories, because that incident that you were just talking about, that wasn't the first incident. Right. yeah that wasn't the first time you'd heard like fighting and screaming Correct. and someone asking for help and the cops having been called by a different neighbor yes. in the apartment complex so it was kind of born of this of of concern right? right for better or for worse that was just really the the catalyst to all of this and then like you said we kind of went down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and you got your cpl which yep. I think you know if you're gonna own a firearm like I think you should at least you should at least get your spouse or whoever, you know, whoever you're trying to pull into this, you should at least have the discussion around, hey, you should get a CPL. If nothing else, like, it gives you a little bit of flexibility. Do you want to carry? Um, Or at the very, very minimum, it makes transporting your firearm back and forth to the range, like, (laughs) you know, a little less of a headache, at least here in Michigan. I don't know what the laws are in all the other states. But so then after that, your second firearm, you actually, you got a bonus at work. Yes. Yep. And you built your, your AR. Yes. Which was sweet because you had a way nicer rifle <laughs> than I did. And, but it was cool, you know, like you got to learn how to put it together and you built it yourself. Like the local shop had a armorer. Yep. Um, they ordered all the parts and they helped you put it together and you got to pick and choose and build it. And it's kind of taken its shape, you know, over the last couple of years. Um, oh yeah. It's,
1: it's a process.
0: It's, you know. It's largely kind of stayed the same yeah with hasn't internals major. and stuff you haven't had to upgrade anything because you built it pretty decent from the, the, from starting the start point. yeah you know and then we get into things like okay now you have a rifle and you have a handgun so then we started getting into things like supporting kit like i built you out a belt yes you know so you have a drop leg setup and mag pouches and that actually came about Honestly, it was like a couple of years after that even.
1: Yeah, it I, we wasn't... got that
0: like you lost your job for like <laughs> what amounted to about 7 days. Like yeah. literally a week. It was a crazy <laughs> small amount of time, but that was something that I was like, here, like we're going to do this so while you're at home hunting for a job, you can dry fire, you have something that's not going to cost money. Right. You know, lo and behold, like f- 2 days after I I got the belt, like got the parts in the mail and like started putting it together. You're like, "Hey, I got a job offer."
1: <laughs> I mean, which is great, right? Yeah. But
0: but so yeah um so you have the belt and you know you have a chest rig right so it's learning these skills and i feel like one of one of what something that's really important that we should that we're gonna talk about here is the rate of consumption and what i'm talking about is for me like i'm all in right you know like i all kinds of stuff (laughs) (laughs) right you know um but for you This isn't necessarily like your, your only focus in life. Like you have other habits, you have other hobbies, you have friends you go and do stuff with. Right. So what is it like, or what kind of recommendations can you make for somebody who wants to get their wife, you know, involved in this? Like you and I just did some like very fundamental, basic, like CQB practice before we sat down and did this because we just watched an Orion training video and it just happened to spur a bunch of questions for you going, oh, that makes sense. Why do they do that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, somebody wants to pull their wife into this, but they don't want to overwhelm them to the point that they just hate it. You know, because <laughs> right. that's you, you don't want to you don't want to force them to drink from a yeah drink from a fire hose. Yeah.
1: Um, understand that just because it's your your passion project or something that you're really interested in, you can't force a hobby onto somebody. Mm-hmm. You can't force interest. You can talk about it, and I think talking about it in the sense of not just, hey, I want you to do this because I want to have something to do together, or like, I want you to do this for XYZ reasons, um, appeal to their sense of self. Like, it, it's one thing to say, I think you should do this because it's really fun. Or it'll, you know, you're gonna learn so many things that are that are great life skills. Like you have to put it into perspective, and as especially for women, the safety piece is so fundamentally like ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. We we've done episodes right up all the things that women do to keep themselves safe, you know, and all these things that men just don't think of because
0: you're men, they're, they're
1: your men <clears throat> and it just isn't something.
0: Our environmental, our environmental factors are just different.
1: Yeah, you know, like, hey, I don't take the stairs, like, in, by myself in a parking structure. hmm Never. Absolutely never. You will never see me do it. I will wait for an elevator. Now, if I'm with people, it's different. But having a firearm would make that a lot different. I'm not saying I would be like, Jones, and to take the stairs still, you know, obviously... <laughs> avoid situations but um, so you're
0: saying try and try and introduce these concepts and frame them in a context of how it will impact or yeah how it's
1: actually going to be it's one thing to say like hey this is a lot of fun or hey that you're going to learn a lot of skills but like hey you know how you told me you were really scared coming back from the grocery store because Mm -hmm. you thought some guy was following you if you did these things You know, if you, you know, learn situational awareness, you may have noticed the man while you were still in the store and could have alerted, Mm -hmm. you know, a manager or you called the police or, you know, or you would have the tools to protect yourself. So walking to your car at night isn't as scary because you know that you've taken the steps to protect yourself and like you're now responsible for your own safety. And,
0: and I think that's, that's important. Right, like, give the context to answer some of the "why do I need this?" questions. You know, yeah. But I also think it's really important to to not solely frame and present this information from a in corporate America, we call it the challenger model. You you, you like you sell products based on fear, like, hey, if yeah. you don't have this, this is what could happen. I think that that's a bad. I mean, it's good to have some of that information, right, to, for context. Right. I think it's the. Wrong way if you're solely positioning your entire discussion and what I'll, I mean, argument's not really the, the word, but if you're basing your entire argument and point of perspective from a place of fear, I right. think you're you're setting yourself up for failure if you're trying to convince this person to buy in you based know, on that to what's alone. On. No,
1: because one of the things we did, like when we, you know, I kind of came to my own conclusion on it. Right, you know, I I had a situation I didn't like. I went out and bought a firearm. Really solely based on my own experiences. I mean, you had just bought yours, so there, you did influence it a little bit, even if it was more mm-hmm. subconscious than a conscious disu- discussion. But when I got interested, like, we had that conversation, right, about being able to protect myself, but then there was also, like, hey, here are these women, here's their Instagram, here's their YouTube. Like, Because mm-hmm. it's also hard to watch, you know, especially in this particular – line of business line of you know hobby it, it's male dominated oh yeah and it's a lot of it can translate but a lot of it's different just because women are built differently mm-hmm. um so being able to watch videos where women talk about things and i know we've done a couple episodes right where i've talked about stuff just hey i carry these things because my pockets are an inch deep and like <laughs> you yeah, know one, like
0: one by one pocket that can fit like some lint and a quarter in it yeah.
1: yeah so being able to have the perspective of other women who understand those those struggles and just the the frame of mind um was a big help going hey like I actually can ask questions to somebody cuz they're going to get it yeah you know there there are some things that will that will translate but having someone who actually knows your frame of mind and reference being able to comment you know even if you never do but just knowing that like hey they talk about things and they do things and they explain it because they do it this way because hey you know what they have boobs so like they have to accommodate for that they
0: understand your your challenges and your factors i mean because there are certainly male teachers out there and male personalities, I'll say Mm -hmm. They give great information for both sexes. But I I definitely know that there's been guys out there that tell women, oh well, you should carry a Glock 17. And it's like, okay, well, if your concern is concealed carry, I don't know that a full frame pistol with the contours of a woman's body is going to be the the best, you know, the best choice there. Yeah. Um alternatively, you know, off body carry I feel like comes into discussion for women way more often than it does for men. And again, a lot of that is just Wardrobe constraints. Right. You, it's not easily deployable if you're wearing a floor-length nightgown. Right. You know, or evening dress out to an event or something. So it it kind of forces you to be. Creative. I, mean, I say creative, um, but just you have to address the you have to attack the problem from a different angle. Right. You know, and that's important. Um, and additionally, you know, we're talking a lot of firearms. There's a lot of things you can do to be better prepared, better equipped, that don't involve a gun. You know, like, for instance, you carry you carry a four-person IFAC kit. Yes. In your car. Yes. And we, so the new job that you had gotten, right? And I was talking about buying that belt, and you got the new job. <laughs> um, you know, kind of once the COVID shit, like, calmed down a little bit, and people started going out to lunch together again, you have that. We have those set up in our cars. They're, like, attached on a molly panel on the back of the seat in yes. our Jeeps. So you came home from work, and you were, it felt like you were kind of excited to tell me, but then at the same time, just thought it was hilarious, like, the reactions that people got to, like, why you had a full, like, blowout Yeah, kit.
1: I had taken... I think we went and got lunch or something, and I had... I worked with all women.
0: And all and young, young women, women at like, that. Yeah, like, early 20s.
1: So, and who... All of whom, like, weren't opposed to, like, firearms and stuff, but just weren't around it, personally, like... Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they get in my car, and they're like, what is this? I'm like first aid kit i mean a beefy first aid kit but a first aid kit all the same and they're like well why do you have that and i'm like um well i don't know if you knew this but um car accidents happen <laughs> yeah. and a lot of time, like a lot of times people get hurt and even if it's not myself like you know it can be the difference because you know depending on where you are the ambulance may not be able to get to you right away like and i've actually i brought it in one time at work on a a separate Yep, we did an episode
0: all about the one like why it's important to have a plan and why it's important to have those kinds of supplies yeah
1: and they couldn't find a first aid kit which is a quite some sort of violation because i'm pretty sure you have to have first aid kits um um, on the premises and no one knew where it was yep so i was like no i've got stuff in my car like i'll just go grab it and Mm -hmm came in with my full first aid kit and I was like, all right, what do you need? Like unzipped it, unrolled it like, yeah. And was able to, you know, help. And it's just, it was, it was weird. Cause I guess being involved in it, stuff stops becoming weird. And it's, it's weird to not be prepared. Yeah. You start to like like miss
0: it if you didn't have it.
1: And, So it's just like, well, why do you have that? I'm like, well, why don't you? Like, why? Like, you're in a a vehicle that travels very quickly. And while you may be a good driver, you cannot control the external factors. You can control yourself. And things, you know, bad things happen all the time. You know, hey, a, a tree falls in front of you. While you're driving, what are you gonna do? Or deer runs yeah. in front of you.
0: Well, like, that was that. That's and that's part of that's one of the easier things to get people to buy into from that perspective. Part of all this is the medical the medical side of it, and you know you don't need to be a fully trained EMT or doctor or anything like that to be effective, right? Like you're just saying car accidents happen all the time. Now that we're getting life to back or getting back to life, I should speak correctly here. <laughs> we're getting back to life post COVID. People are driving back into the office. Right. Not at the levels that they were pre-COVID, but they're driving back in. We spend a lot of time in our vehicles, right? And the likelihood that you're going to come across an accident, maybe not that you're going to be in one, but the the likelihood you may come across one is higher. It's a lot higher than it was certainly three years ago. Right. When we were all not you know, leaving the house for fear of catching a cold. Having the supplies to be effective there, having that blowout kit, having a tourniquet, having clotting agent, having gauze, like essential stuff that's not really that – there's nothing in those kits that's world-changing.
1: No, and and a lot of it, you know, we we ended up getting ours fully,
0: like – We bought them pre-built. Pre-built, but you don't have
1: to do that. You can – customize it right? you can get all that stuff individually
0: yeah i will say if you don't know what you're looking for just buy one pre-built don't guess don't yes go, don't go to your local walmart and like and this is an exercise that you and i kind of did together was go shopping for some of these things like yes made a list off of a couple of youtube videos and like here here's stuff i'm gonna go look for a lot of this stuff you can't buy like at the grocery store now you can get gauze but it's gonna be like rolled gauze right and it's gonna be that like two inch two inch roll, you know, and you are like four feet of it. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be like packing gauze you're gonna need for like a gunshot wound or a deep laceration or something like that. It you're gonna be very limited at what you can what you can get. You're not gonna be able to buy things like a chest seal. Right. You know, you're not gonna be able to find that on the shelf at your local Walmart or your drugstore. You know, so you're very limited in that regard. So if you don't know what you're looking for and where to get it, and chances are if you're listening to this episode because you're trying to get this information that's you like just go by, just order one you know there's you know dark angel medical uh there's MyMedic.com. there's there's ton north american rescue like there's tons of companies out there making pre-built kits that all are different sizes too yeah and you they... can buy a one person the ones that we have in our car are four person mm-hmm. um you can i know my medic does like there's like a 10 i mean it's expensive the stuff is expensive it's right. medical supplies although i feel like if you're gonna try and budget out and like figure out where you're going to spend money where you're going to save money the life-saving supplies <laughs> should be at the
1: top of the list of... of
0: what you're going to spend the real money on kind of like when you're buying body armor you don't like we've talked about that like don't cheap out and buy crappy steel right. armor like buy good armor it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks
1: buy once cry once
0: yeah or die once you know yeah. like <laughs> you know you're you don't want to be laying there bleeding out um wishing you would have spent the extra $15 on, like, a North American Rescue cat tourniquet mm-hmm. versus the $10 piece of shit imitation one off of, you know, Wish or Amazon that broke and failed on you because you needed to save 20 bucks.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, and, and to to that, in that regard, too, just to kind of segue, like, you're likely going to need to use it yourself. So make yeah. sure it's somewhere you can get to it.
0: Accessibility is a, is a factor.
1: And don't, don't spend all this money and throw it in the trunk of your car when, you know, you get in an accident and you have a piece of rebar through your thigh.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You cannot go access that med kit in your trunk. Like you need to have it.
0: Yeah. Ours can be reached arms arms reach on the back of the passenger seat. I know like fieldcraft makes visor panels that that stuff all tears off of, you know, it's, it's up to you. You can spend a lot of money on this. You can spend a little money and still be effective, um, Certainly pros and cons, or I can get into all that, but right. you know, all things to think about And the medical piece is one of the easier ones because everyone has that rational realization or at the very least recognition that this could happen to me. And I want to be able to address this, whether it's for me or my children or my husband, whatever you can get, you can get in a stop the bleed classes, uh, relatively easily. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of struggled to find some around here, oddly, um, but they, there's a lot of companies that travel and they provide training classes on firearms as well as stop the bleed courses. Right. Do some searching, do some looking. You can probably find some pretty good stuff on YouTube for your basics, mm-hmm. like how to apply a tourniquet. Pretty right. pretty standard stuff. Um, how to stage tourniquet and all that. Those are easy concepts to bring your your spouse into the fold on and say, Hey, this is what this is. You can't just take your belt off and use that. Like this is a tourniquet. I Mm -hmm. want you to keep this in your bag with you all the time, or I want you to keep this in the glove box or the center console or whatever. And here, this is how you use it. Let's go over this a couple of times. And that, I mean, that in itself is a bigger step and a bigger, I don't want to say head start, Mm -hmm. but I think it it positions you and your, your, your family, whatever your spouse, your partner better than probably 90% of folks out there today.
1: Well, and it's a good, like you said, it's a good starting point because a lot of people recognize the need for first aid kits like the first yeah. aid so you medical like supplies. a real
0: first aid kit not just a boo-boo kit with band-aids
1: yeah so i mean you're trying to get them involved find something it doesn't have to even be medical we said earlier there's all kinds of stuff find the topic that piques their interest yeah you know i i do you know i do a lot of stuff at home i cook a lot so i know at one point we were looking into like home prep yeah, you know being prepared for something happening and what you can do and what you should do and shouldn't do and what you should have on hand and how much water do you need for two people for a week and like you know just all those type of things like find find something that piques their interest so hey if they like cooking look into hey the shit hits the fan you need to um uh,
0: what you should have on hand bug in yeah you know, things well, that you can you mean keep... like what we had to do when we locked down for 14 days yep. to flatten the curve <laughs> and we all lost our minds because we ran out of toilet paper?
1: Yes. So.
0: And that, that was probably a missed opportunity for a lot of you guys out there. I'm not saying that I'm asking for another pandemic because God forbid we go through that fucking shit again. But I mean, you and I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's when this podcast started, but like, that was a big time when you really stepped up and were like, Hey, I read about this, I read about this. We can find all this stuff already. I can make laundry detergent. I right. can make uh, dog shampoo. I can make, you and know. You can
1: make a ton of things mm-hmm. and relatively easily. And it's stuff that you can buy in bulk that will keep for a long time. So you don't have to worry about just the, the, the shelf life of something, you know. You yeah. so like and But to that nature, too, looking at what keeps, what doesn't keep from, like, a food perspective mm-hmm. and knowing that, like, okay, obviously you need protein. Well, I mean... No one wants canned chicken, but it's canned, therefore will keep.
0: Much longer than, like, the refrigerated, refrigerated
1: stuff. Or, you know what, fine. Canned chickens, personally, I think it's kind of gross. So yeah. I don't want to buy it. But there's all other, you know, there's tons of different ways that you can get protein. And honestly, the, for longevity, buy buy dry beans.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, or you buy can buy canned,
1: too, but, like.
0: Beans, rice. Beans, you can rice. buy it by like the ten pound ten pound sack, and and here's the thing: like how this all plugs back into the overarching conversation we're having about how your spouse can can be part of what you're doing. You know, we've talked before about hey, make friends with people. You want to run like a four man fire team or whatever, and that's fucking sick. You know, everyone loves that concept, but realistically, what you what you're more likely to need to be well rounded if you're building out your network. You would certainly reach out to that friend who's an EMT, that friend who's a mechanic, that friend who, you know, has all the ammo and stuff. Like you want to, you want to. friend
1: uh, who regularly goes camping.
0: Yeah, you want to be in a network with those people. Having your spouse cover the responsibilities around food preparation, food storage, food options, you know, some of these household things, which and I, I don't even feel like I'm. I mean, to an extent, it might be gender stereotyping, that Mm -hmm. the woman is the one that... But if this is something, like to your point, you like cooking, this is something that you have a more natural affinity for, hey, it's an easy step-off point for you, because it's probably something that you've never done before. It's a new learning experience, and it's Mm -hmm. not like we're asking you to learn how to cook Indian cuisine, it's just hey, can you tell me what the shelf life on all this stuff is? Like, what's going to be better for this? Like, what do we have? What can we get? You know what I mean? Like, it's a right. it's a natural, just like with the medical stuff, it's a very easy gateway into some of these things without pushing the whole, here's a rifle, now let's get to work, you know?
1: And to that point, maybe they never get involved in that particular piece, and that's okay. It is. I mean, they should I, – I firmly believe they should understand how it works and know how to use well, it and, like, but
0: – And let's and let's talk about that because having a plan for home defense as well as your, your, your backup plan, your contingency planning, if you're going to bug out, mm-hmm. do you have a backup plan to your backup plan? Do you have an emergency plan? You know, all stuff. We just talked about this two episodes ago with Josh Derringer from Survive First Contact. Contingency planning. Your spouse, and as far as I'm concerned, basically any child over the age of, like, 14 – in your home, maybe over the age of 12, like we don't have kids, so I don't know. Right. They should be part of the preparedness plan in your home. So if they aren't, right, involved Mm -hmm. with the firearms piece, they should at least understand what your plan is if you're going to deploy a firearm. Yes. They should understand if something happens, where do they stay? What do they do? Do they call the cops? Do they, you know what I mean? Like.
1: Where do they go? What do they need to do? Exactly. They
0: should still be an effective, and contributing part of the overall plan. Yes. Which could be just a, fa- hey, we're having a family meeting tonight, kids. Everybody sits down. We're going to talk for three or four hours. We have a fire. This is what we do. If somebody you don't know comes into the house, this is what this we what do. You do. you know, if we lose power and all this stuff, this is what we do.
1: Right. And sometimes, you know, I mean, like you said, we don't have kids. Um, but to get kids involved, right? Like, okay, maybe you've got a, a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old. All right. right. Johnny, your job is to watch your brother
2: mm-hmm.
1: like that that is your sole purpose of something you know hey we're gonna be in the house whatever it is right we're not leaving the house like you go to him and you get him into this spot this spot is where you two should be and that's it takes you know it takes stress off of you because you don't have to worry about your kids.
0: It's one less thing that you have to worry about in the moment
1: yes so but it also helps them you know especially at that age like they want to be involved. Yeah, they want so it to feel. So gives them a task and yeah. makes them feel important, and they're not going to come running to you like, "I want to help, I want to help," like because you've given them a task. Um And maybe- to that
0: point, it's important that you rehearse it too. Like, yes. you know, act this out so they're because, for as difficult as it's going to be, the first time that you do this for real, if you haven't, you know, even if you have rehearsed it, it's going to be, you know, infinitely more difficult for children who already just due to developing brains and all that stuff it's gonna be infinitely more difficult for them to react appropriately under those stressors and those conditions if they've never done it before they'll probably forget you know
1: there's a reason schools have fire drills and tornado drills yep muscle memory you you you're able to do it not in the fire situation right the stressful situation yeah so when it does happen they know what to do and they don't have to think about it. And they can
0: react in a calm and efficient manner. It's the same thing for a home preparedness plan. Right. Now, if I feel like, you know, your spouse should be able to contribute to the home defense plan, even if that means you gather the kids and you're pulling security Mm -hmm. on the kids. Like if something happens to me, like that's you. Right. You know, or hey, maybe it's we all sleep upstairs. This is how we have to get downstairs. You know, is there a feasible strategy to just staying in place until the cops show up? A lot of times, yes. If that's not, for whatever reason, you know, maybe that's something, you need to have that conversation with your spouse and bring them into, hey, this is the r- reality of, this, of the circumstances. Right. You need to know how to use this handgun. You need to you know how to use this rifle, this shotgun, whatever you have. Right. You know, and I think as a I'll say as a husband, but it could be whoever's, you know, the, the individual that's trying to pull, pull them into this, Mm -hmm. right. Whether it's the wife trying to pull the husband in, or the husband trying to pull the wife in, you need to be able to put them in a situation to be successful. So, you know, for us, you already went out and built a rifle, but then I also went out and built a 10 and a half inch, you know, AR pistol for you to use. Yes. So for us, because we have a smaller home and we have, you know, it's old, we have Mm -hmm. narrow hallways and things, that kind of a weapon system might lend itself more to being effective rather than giving you, hey, I know you got that 16-inch rifle, good job, you know, with your little, you have short arms because you're short. Short,
2: yep. (laughs) Uh,
0: You know, good luck, you know, working that around a doorway. You certainly can, but it's going to be more difficult. Right. So A, set each other up for success. But B... You know, like I said, we just did this. We just worked on negotiating doorways, a fundamental skill of CQB, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a ton more to that to unpack. But pulling your spouse into those kind of practice sessions with you. You and I dry fire together. Yep. We've taken a training class together for concealed carry. Yep. You know, and then when we do stuff like this, we we learn these concepts and we, we try to work together. We try to practice these things together. So, I mean... For somebody who's trying to get their spouse into that, mm-hmm. that specifically, you know, what what's your experience been like with that? Because I know that I there's definitely times where I'm bugging you to do this <laughs> stuff. I know there is. I'm not like you know completely oblivious to that. But then there's also times where it's just hey, let's work on this, and it's like okay, let's go.
1: Yeah. Um. So it it really depends. I, I'm not saying that I don't. I understand the need for it, mm-hmm. and it's definitely something that I, I know I need to do more of. Um but I'll like I'll watch videos and stuff and when really when something piques my interest and that's where we have the conversation and we usually end up doing something because I you're watching something and I hear and I think like, oh that sounds interesting or I don't quite get it, I, like, let's go through it. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's really gotta be a self driven concept. Like that you, you have to want to do it. Um, but just going through like videos and then, yeah, having that moment of, you know, we were, we were watching the video on the CQB this morning.
0: Shout out to Orion training group.
1: <laughs> and I was standing in the hallway and I'm like, how, like, you know, old home, narrow doorways, lots of doorways. And I'm like, how would we even do that?
0: That and, was it. You know, you don't even understand how happy it made me that that was like <laughs> what came out of your mouth as we're watching that, and I'm like, I am so glad you asked. <laughs> we're gonna go downstairs after we finish eating, and I'm gonna show you.
1: So, and it's just one of those things, right? Like, because it, it's a very real possibility. Like, no one wants anything bad to happen, but someone can break into your home. Yeah. And
0: and honestly, more likely given the political climate that we're living in.
1: So, and I'm just you know I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, well. It'd be a little easier if we were coming from this way, but likely if, you know, someone broke into our home, we're probably going to be in our bedroom, and that's here. We have all these doorways, and, like, so how would we do that? And, like, and, and you're you right. Like, you need to work together. Like, not to say that you shouldn't train on your own, because it's mm-hmm. equally as likely that you're home alone when something happens. Yeah, So you need to be able to train on both sides. You need to be able to do it by yourself, mm-hmm. which, I mean, no one wants, you know.
0: You, no, that's a bad time. Listen, a- doing any kind of CQB is at all times, if you've gotten to that point, <clears throat> I mean, other things have gone wrong. Right. Either you made mistakes or there was a failure of your external security system or, I mean, something happened, like, you're already in a bad place, but certainly something where, like, you're saying, this could happen. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Now that I, because you had that aha moment, you're like, you know, you watched Mike and Jared and mm-hmm. Jason, um you know, Grand Thumb and Orion Training Group guys talking about this stuff. And you had that aha moment where you're like, yeah, yeah how how would we deal with this? You know, that's a good, that's a, how would we, this and is it's... different than, than what they have there. This isn't just like a regular doorway here. We got like four doorways and into a, the empty into a hallway here at the end of the house. Like, how would we even go about tackling this?
1: Yeah. And it's something, like I said, like you obviously need to like have the plan together and be able to be a cohesive unit. But also look at it from an, you know, an individual standpoint. So should you, I mean, obviously the, the whole goal is to extract yourself from the situation, mm-hmm. right? Like if you can avoid the fight, avoid the fight, get out of there, get yourself safe. But mm-hmm. if it's not an option, knowing well,
0: how to yeah, navigate it. Being able to, to carry out the, I'll say the mission, right? right. Like the, the mission is to get out of the house, how to get out of the house safely and successfully. So to some extent, it's these fundamental principles fundamental skills of CQB you, knowing how to properly enter and exit a room how to you know pie or pan a doorway just so you can check to make sure you're safe like obviously you know your home better than anybody you right. know where your furniture is you know where your appliances are you know where light switches are and lights and windows and things like that but you still need to be able to 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 scan and process data in an effective and efficient way to execute that mission, you know, whether it's to keep yourself safe in your room Mm -hmm. or to escape the, the building, you know, and this is something you could apply these skills, you know, at at work, you know, or at a mall, you know, for, it's terrible. It's unfortunate, but it's kind of world we live in today. Mm -hmm. And having this kind of stuff is going to set you up for success, you know, and, Maybe those, maybe that, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's a, a triggering, a triggering event. Is you see one of these horrific tragedies on the news, and you sit down and have the conversation with your spouse, like, "Hey, you know, there's some things that, there's some things we could do to be,
1: to better prepare, to,
0: to be in a better position for something like that." And maybe you, you maybe you approach it that way. Hey, I right. really, I would really like for you to. Go to this class with me, or mm-hmm. hey, I think you sh- it's time that I teach you how to do fill in the blank, or yeah. I want you to carry a gun. Let's get take you to the range, let's get you a CPL, let's, let's start doing this.
1: And there's things, right? Like, we they like, to kind of circle back. We, you know, we, we started getting into this together, and I started wanting to be more overall prepared. So, now one of the things, like, you know, we're fast forward, it's this year, I got a new job. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I did. Found my desk, found the stairwell that wasn't the main stairwell, Mm -hmm. and found out where it let out. Yeah. So it's like, because hey, I mean, like, you hear things, you get a disgruntled employee, ex-employee comes back to work, like...
0: Well, and that's the thing is that a lot of these companies don't do a very good job of explaining that you should uh, approach things that way. You should go seek out your own exit strategy. You should Mm -hmm. seek out, you know, multiple...
2: Yep. Exit and strategies. I mean,
0: you should know what the layouts are, at least at a general, right, a general level on multiple floors of the building, because you may not just be able to get in the stairs and run outside.
1: Right. And while like for in my place of employment, like the main stairwell is the closest stairwell. It is a very big, open stairwell. Right. It's like the main one in the the building. So it's I don't want to call it grand because it's it's not quite the right word, but it's I think like in a mall or something. Like just the mm-hmm. big open staircases. And it's not a very safe extra strategy.
0: No. Like, it's just the most convenient and expedient.
1: Um it's it's the main one and anyone else is gonna know that. So I went and found the other stairwell and figured out which one that was and where it yeah. let out. So just not that I wouldn't use the main one if that's what was needed, but just to have another option.
0: hmm uh, oh, No, and, and getting and getting that that message and that thought processing and that mindset, you know, getting somebody to look through that, look at the world through that lens, you know, there's a couple, I mean, there's a couple ways to go about doing that. I know <clears throat> we sat through the webinar with, or one of the webinars with Yusuf Badu,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, uh, emergence disrupt and just getting people to be more aware, get right. out of the cell phones. Like sometimes these baby steps can be, you know, hugely impactful further down the line. In a day and age where everyone's in their cell phone, all the fucking time, looking at everything. Oh, Mm -hmm. shopping for a price. You look at something on the rack at the mall. Can I find it cheaper on, you know, whatever website? Can I, you know, can I order my size on the website because I don't have it here? You're walking around the mall, you're placing your mobile order for your Starbucks, you know, like (laughs) you're not up and paying attention. And that can honestly be one of the most valuable things that you can instill on somebody in your family is, hey... It can wait
1: pay it attention wait. like
0: yeah, you know or cause... if you're in a group hey you are the coffee I'm gonna hang out
1: so that way someone else is aware yeah
0: you know and and those are and again it's all just small things that kind of they it's like synergy mm-hmm. you know they come together and the sum of the parts is is greater you know right and that's that's really what I think we're all aiming for. Now, with you personally having come through this, and you know, I've certainly taken it further than a lot of a lot of people do, mm-hmm. do you ever have any hesitancy with this? Do you ever look at some of this and go, mm, I really don't know?
1: No, not not a hesitancy. I mean, there's definitely times I see things and I'm like, I don't know. And it's not like, I don't know if we should be doing that. It's just, I don't know. And it's okay to not know. Like, it, like Acknowledge that you don't know something and maybe look into it and... At least strive to understand. Because um, yeah. even if it's something, and, and I firmly believe this, even outside this topic, like if, if your spouse, your significant, significant other, a household member, you know, a roommate has a hobby, mm-hmm. you should strive to understand and learn more about it, even if it's not like your cup of tea, mm-hmm. you know, like...
0: Well, just going to make your relationship a little bit stronger. Stronger.
1: You're right. Like, you know, it's like... I mean, to go 180, your roommate knits, you know, like you don't have to know anything about it, but like, you don't have to do it, but to understand it, like they're going to confide in you. If you, Hey, like, Oh, Hey, I found this yarn for you. It was on sale. Like something small, right? Makes their day. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like just this morning, me having that moment going, Oh, I wonder how that would work. Tickled, like, <laughs> tickled pink by it. Bing like, Pot. and it's just, yeah. And having a good relationship like that to come back into this sense is only going to help you the more you like get your roommate spouse household member whoever they are Mm -hmm. the easier it's going to be to navigate through some of this stuff because you're more intuitive you're more in tune with each other you're going to learn how they think and it's like and there's there's pieces right like i mean i guess to pull back to that example knitting could contribute to this like you can make clothes. Yeah. You can make... I mean, like, it, it, it's something so small. Like, you can easily spend a lot of different things to pique the interest to grab them. Because I feel like once you get the foot in the door, you just keep going.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that you have to... At that beginning phase, it's important to point out that you have to be... Um, I'll say somewhat cautious. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't want to information overload, because it's soon, it's it's easy, right? It's really easy with you know how excited you are that this person is possibly interested, you know, the the zeal Mm -hmm. with which you approach this, right? May not be where they end up. Right. It could be, but you have to be careful. A, you want to avoid information overload. B, if you're doing this to try and improve the The quality and the effectiveness of your own home defense plan and your own home situation, right? Right. Which I believe for most of us, that really is the case. You cannot, and I cannot, you know, I I can't emphasize this enough. You cannot be one of those people who's unwilling to say the words, I don't know. Because realistically, there's going to be things you don't know, you know, whether it's firearms related, tactics related, equipment related, gear related. Whatever. Right. You cannot be afraid to say the words, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I'm sorry, babe. I don't know the answer to that. But you know what? I know there's a place we can go take a class on this. I know there's a class. I know there's a video. I know there's a book. Yeah. I know there's places we can go to look, look at this and then we can learn it together. Right. You know, and it makes it less of you teaching them and it becomes, and I think this is what has made this successful for us is it's us learning together, not me teaching you. It's not a teacher-student relationship. It's not a um, subservient yeah, uh, you know, relationship. There's, it's, there's uh,
1: definitely pieces that are, but it, as a whole it's not. There's definitely yes. things that you teach me and that I teach you, or at least if nothing else, a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, then you're learning together, but the the process as a whole is let's learn together. Let's develop together. Let's let's do this, and it's it's partners, and not like you said, subservient or one's over the other.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not ego driven. No, you know, and, and it can't be, and and it can't ever be allowed. You can't ever, you can't ever allow it to get to a point where that's how your partner feels, because in most instances, that is the biggest way to turn them. That's going to turn them off. Yeah, is that you know, I don't want to be dictated to, I don't want to be talked to, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm being, you know, lectured. Right. You know, I mean, and maybe some people are good about that. And maybe that's like what they want. And if that's your the dynamic of your relationship, then, you know, hey, party on. Right? Yeah,
1: you, you've got to know your your dynamic and what's going to work for the both yeah. of you. But a lot of times the, the best way to go about it is to be a contributing member. And we're going to
0: do this together. We're going to learn together. I'm going to help you get caught up. And there's,
1: there's likely going to be, even in a partnership like that, most times one person's going to look to the other. Like in our scenario, should we need to defend our home? I'm going to look to you. I'm going to defer to you. Mm-hmm. But it, I also trust that if I say something, it will at least be taken into consideration. And obviously, sometimes there's not always a lot of time for discussion. But if there is, like, I can, you know, I can... I feel like I can talk to you about something and have the discussion. It's like, okay, well, why would we do it this way?
0: Yeah. Ask the questions and, and you, wanna, we'll, you want to, you want to talk about it. Yeah. You want to address those before you get to the point where you're actually trying to execute and carry out, you right. know, these, this mission or these, these plans and things. And that's, again, it's why it's important to, Hey, you know what? Dry fire together. Mm-hmm. Hey, why do I, you know, are you doing it this way? Maybe that'll spur some questions like, well, why wouldn't I just do it this way? And maybe there's a
1: reason or maybe there's not like, oh, hey, well, there's really no right or wrong way to do this particular piece. So if that's more comfortable for you or feels more natural, go ahead and do it that way. Just because I'm doing it this way doesn't mean you have to. And sometimes there is a right and a wrong and then we can go through it and say, okay, well, this is why you do it this way.
0: Yeah. And and that why can be very, very helpful because for a lot of people, when this gets, you get to that point of frustration and you kind of want to give up a little bit, you want to like quit, you don't want to work on this anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, giving that context can illuminate why you're doing it mm-hmm. and in some instances like i don't want to say fire somebody up but it can like reinvigorate them like oh that's a really it's really good you right. know like when we're working on concealed draw present you know dry fire practice right you need to be able to draw from concealment present sight picture pull that trigger in under a second and a half right right tool or drill right something that you know robbie at ann arbor arms has talked about we did it in our uh, concealed carry tactics course, something you and I have practiced together. It's something that under normal circumstances, when you're going, baby, you gotta get faster. Baby, you gotta get faster. Hey, you just gotta get faster, but you gotta rip that garment. You gotta just grab the gun. You gotta snatch that gun out of the holster. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, but why why are you pushing me so hard? Like, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Why is this not enough? Like, why does it have to be there? Why does it have to be faster? Well, here's why, you know, this study, this drill, your assailant can close, I think it's like twenty feet or something mm-hmm. in a second and a half, so that's why we want you to be able to present the gun and shoot
1: in that time in frame. that
0: time frame or or less, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay yeah, that makes
1: sense, like yeah, especially being someone small, like that particular scenario works well because I mean someone coming at you period is scary,
2: mm-hmm
1: someone who is a foot taller and a hundred pounds heavier than you coming at you is even scarier. Terrifying. And, yeah. and it's, it's the case for a lot of women. Like men are just bigger. Mm-hmm. It just is. So it's even more in like, you know, if someone comes at you, like you have a fighting chance, generally speaking, like if you needed to just get physical, you, you're on more equal ground. It's going to be hard for me to take down a 300 pound guy. Not to say that I couldn't do it physically, But why not use out the tool, you know, use the tools at my disposal that's going to make it easier for me to get away.
0: And to be effective doing that and because accountability is such a huge part of, you know, everything that we, that we talk about and do here, Mm -hmm. training, whether it's dry fire, dry practice, which again, should be, I don't want to say tempered, but it should be well paired with live training. Yep. You know? This is the stuff that's going to make you proficient. Mm -hmm. Proficiency is the partner of accountability. Yep. You know, because realistically, the last thing you want is your wife to pull that gun out. Six rounds down range, you hit the guy with two, and the other four are misses that that take out a little kid and their mom who's watching across the street or something. You know what I mean? Like, the horrific, the amount of just terrible things that could happen, right? Accountability. And maybe, and this is one of those instances where maybe you need to leverage a little bit of fear. Mm -hmm. and gravity of the situation and say, hey, I want you to be safer. I want you to have this, you know, I want Mm -hmm. you to carry this gun. But if you're going to do that, there's a right way to do it. And I really, really want to make sure that, you know, I want you here spending, you know, the rest of life with me. Right. That means I don't want you dead. That means I don't want you in a prison cell making poor decisions. You know, there's, there's multiple angles to look at some of this with. And maybe it never gets past the concealed carry conversation. Maybe it doesn't. Right. You know, maybe that's that's as far as it gets, which is still quite a lot. Right. You know, being able to properly and adequately, and competently mm-hmm. <laughs> deploy a firearm or a handgun, right? It, that's a lot. Right. Now, I think that everybody should try and get to that stage where you know how to run a carbine. Mhm. You know, uh, a lot of people approach uh, defense, self-defense, home defense, uh, homestead. Mm -hmm. defense, from the idea that your pistol is what you use to fight your way to your rifle. Yeah, true. You know, and I think that given what we've seen, right, with the uh, peaceful protesting and things like bricks and rocks and Molotov cocktails and people weaponizing vehicles for mass casualty incidents and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think having the capability, your spouse, you know, because you could be at work when one of these things kicks off, you don't know what the next great social incident is going to look like, should be able to go to the safe, go to the gun rack, go to the bedroom closet, whatever, right? Right. And get a rifle and know how to load that and safely operate that weapon system and how to competently use the sighting system. Right, I agree. You know, understanding, hey, this is the rifle. Here's where your safety is. Here's your bolt release. Here's how you charge it, clearing malfunctions. Like these things are all basic, like fundamental parts of running the weapon system. This Mm -hmm. isn't, you know, this isn't above and beyond anything. This is no different than being able to load and rack the slide and work the safety if Mm -hmm. you have one on your handgun.
1: Right. And maybe in, in, in that regard, you know, just because maybe, maybe it never develops past the home defense situation. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe they're cool, you know, with, with the pistol and carrying a pistol, but they don't really want to do much with the carbine. Maybe it's just, hey, you know what? Your job then in a home defense is you can operate it, get to the yeah. furthest point, get to a safe point, and you defend that point or whatever. Like, you can adapt your plan to what your partner feels comfortable doing too right well it's obviously would be great to be equally involved understand that not everyone's comfortable with that and if you know work to your strengths
0: yeah and be respectful of those boundaries yes you know like it it may take a while for somebody to get comfortable enough to to move from shooting a handgun to a rifle or hey vice versa Mm -hmm. you know shooting a rifle is is way way easier just because there's a longer sight radius there's more to hold on to there's less recoil right And then maybe it's a couple years down the line before they get into a handgun, you know, and, and, and for the love of God, people don't give them the fucking Glock 43 and go here, learn how to shoot this and be good at it. Mm -hmm. Teach them on a full size pistol, something that's easier to control recoil on. Use a nine millimeter, don't give give them a three fifty seven. <laughs> right. You know, oh, this is gonna be fucking hilarious. Watch this. Because I swear to God, they're never gonna want to do it again. And it's then you're gonna, gonna be a gonna, terrible experience. Yeah, you're gonna blow up your whole fucking effort before you even get started because you're being a fucking jackass trying to, you know, make fun of your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's a adap- and it's an adaptive process. So maybe right now, here's their comfort level. Mm-hmm. That's not to say in six months, a year, two years they come to you and say, Hey, I want to get more involved. Right you know things things happen things change and you know maybe you have someone right now who isn't s- super keen on the idea and then you have kids
0: and then everything and it's changes it's life
1: changing and now it's not just them
0: well it's because it's a per- it's a perspective change then mm-hmm. you you know your thoughts are around not just what happens to me but what, what happens can to happen them to the children
1: and should something happen to me like now there's kids involved or like mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, and, and everyone's different, right? Everyone has a different, you know, something that triggers a perspective change. It could be, it could be anything. Kids is an easy one to talk about because I know a lot of people, they're, mean, like your life changes when you have kids in all different, like well, aspects. And it's.
0: And about the time that you're buying your own home and everything, you're, you're in a lot of instances, not every instance. Right. right? But a lot of instances you're talking about getting married, you're talking about having kids, you're mm-hmm. talking about those next big steps in your life, or maybe you've already taken those steps and you feel like you're behind the curve. Right. You feel like you want to do what you can to catch up. And this is, I mean, this is not a, a an uncommon question. You mm-hmm. know, when I left, I took a week off, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the comments you guys do, it's so awesome that you found a way to bring your wife into this. There are some people out there, even people who have done super legit stuff guys that have been rangers and and you know infantry guys marines whose spouse wife whatever Mm -hmm. is still not bought into all of this and i think it's you know it hasn't been maybe addressed because of a little bit of fear
2: right hey
0: i don't want to lose her completely on this whole concept so i'm just gonna like slow play it but i don't really know where to go with this you have to to some extent you gotta be careful Mm-hmm. You, know, you kind of got to walk a fine line with it um, and present it, a, uh, present it from a lens of of caring right. and a lens of wanting to help and do this together. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what healthy or semi-healthy relationship isn't going to be okay with you going, let's do this together. I want to do something together. I want to learn something together.
1: Right. No, it's, it's a good idea. And just because, I mean, Unless you fail so spectacularly, just because one idea doesn't work doesn't mean you can't try a different angle either. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe you do it and you do it together and she's still, you know, they're still not that interested.
0: And that's well, and that's a great point. It could be something different. Maybe she really enjoys long guns. Right. Maybe you take her out to the range, she shoots bolt guns, and she just loves that she can hit something at 500 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't want to learn how to do CQB. She doesn't want to learn how to do speed reloads. You know, mm-hmm. there's a, still something to be said for that. And right. that skill set and what that can offer you and your family unit and your preparedness level. And then, hey, maybe after they that you know they get proficient on the bolt gun, maybe they go, hey, I've been thinking about this and, you know, I, I, can we talk about a pistol? Can we, like, look into some of this stuff, you know? And, hey, a, and it even gets to a point where they get off on their own and they, they learn more about that than you know. Right. And they teach you how to shoot a long gun or... You know whatever have you
1: and I think it's important to like regardless of, of what it is your partner household member can contribute mm-hmm. to acknowledge that they are contributing don't be just yes. oh you're only doing the cooking or you're only you know like oh you're just doing that like it's a yeah. it's a valid piece and it, it helps and that's just something that then you don't have to worry about because you trust your, your just, partner yeah, be, to do it
0: be sensitive to not what you're saying or not only what you're saying but how you're saying it
1: like wow thank you for doing this this is going to be a big help like you're mm-hmm. you know you're really contributing because i think feeling a part of it feeling valuable is also a good way to drive interest yeah, because when it's not you feel just...
0: valued, you're you. It's just it's human nature. As you feel that value mm-hmm. and that appreciation, it like you
1: want to keep feeling it. So what I, what else can I do?
0: Yeah, you want to do more. You want to be continue to be helpful. You want to be continue to be engaged. And
1: because th- there are some things that have like a shelf life per se. Like okay, yeah, you maybe you pique their interest with uh, like home prep, right? Like getting mm-hmm. food and stuff. But like you eventually get enough stuff and you kind of just watch it and you're maintaining it rather than like building it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like that involvement goes down because now you're just at a maintenance level but they all, like if you make them feel important and that this is important what they're doing is valuable then then maybe once they hit that maintenance point then they want to do more right mm-hmm. like they want to do like okay well i've done what i can do and i know it's important but Now where I'm just watching a menu, now I'm just watching the shelf life of these things, and we're just rotating out. It's easy to lose interest. It's easy to lose interest, so.
0: You have to keep them actively. It's like, it's almost like a child, you Mm -hmm. know, where you have to keep their mind engaged and keep the wheels turning. And it's only, I will say, only to the point of trying to pull somebody in. To get them interested, you know, because if they're already bought into this, obviously, then the amount of work that you have to do to to bring them in is 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 greatly reduced. Right. But what you're saying is completely and 100 percent accurate. And it can help to kind of walk that line and take those steps to to, to further pull that individual in. Hey, we built up the food stores. Now we're at a maintenance point. Maybe now we're looking at things like we're going to build up some of our medical stores. Mm -hmm. It could be basic stuff like antihistamine, aspirin tums like i have terrible heartburn problems so hey we're gonna buy some tums we're gonna buy uh you know a bug repellent Mm -hmm. regular boo-boo kit stuff band-aids antiseptic soap
1: yeah you can you can start small It's said find find the thing that piques their interest right and and there's so many different avenues that that apply but you know if if you are the one driving right? You're the one driving involvement and you're wanting to build this. There's also a little bit of responsibility while you are, you, you have to take responsibility for taking on more of it, at least at the beginning, because your partner isn't interested or isn't involved. So you want to have this big, you know, big plan. Well, it's going to slowly be on you unless your partner gets involved and you need to accept that that may never happen to a full 50-50 and plan for that. But then also drive, help drive their interest, right? Like peak, you know, that they, they you have your topic that they're interested in, help cultivate that, but then also kind of keep an eye on it saying, you know, okay, here's the plan I, you know, here's the plan I have. This is what I want to do. And this piece is part of it. And we are approaching maintenance. We're not there yet, but we're approaching maintenance. So maybe you approach them to be like, and try to peek them into something else then. So by the time it's at maintenance, they've been introduced to a new idea and they're more open to getting involved in that idea because now there's nothing for them to do here. Yeah. And they want to keep involved.
0: And that can and that should be that could be and should be part of your, your overall plan and goals. Right. You know, you you shouldn't put all the weight of this on somebody you're trying to pull into it and when they when they meet that goal, well, what's next? And you go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have And if you don't, maybe now is a good time to start.
1: It is uh, preparedness month. So
0: there you go. Preparedness month. Sit down and draw out a plan for your home defense, your home sustainment. What's going to happen if you have to leave? Do you know how you're going to leave? Do you know where you're going to go? You know how? And then
1: what happens if you have to stay in? Well, and, and, and
0: branch out from all of that and, you know, really explore what does each one of those mean? If we have to stay here, food, water, soap hygiene supplies ammunition you know do we have do we have security Mm -hmm. you know do we do we have a security plan you know and really start breaking down those i guess those goals those checkpoints and then defining what needs to be done to make sure all those are properly addressed have that plan Mm -hmm. and that roadmap have that roadmap done before you are starting to put the weight of this on somebody else's shoulders trying to get them to do more you, know, you need to have something to help direct them to as they're learning and stepping into their role. Because
1: so it's only going to be easier to get them involved if you go, okay, let's make this plan, right? Broad spectrum, right? Like, okay, here's what we do if we need to get out of the house. So mm-hmm. They know the plan. And while they are a small piece of the plan right now, they know the plan. So then when they start getting more involved, it's easy to just slot them in to an existing plan rather than trying to, get go, I don't to- know what to do now, like...
0: Yeah, and eventually they'll get to the point where they'll be able to ask those questions and identify those gaps and things like that. But as you're trying to introduce them to this, it is much, much better to, like, to your point, have that gap defined. Mm -hmm. And this is what I want you to do. Fill in this gap. Fill in this space. Next step, you're going to fill in this space and address these needs and issues and concerns. And and at least for the immediate future, you have an idea of where that goes.
1: And maybe... Maybe the peak involvement is yeah you have these or what peaks their involvement is you come up with this plan together and it's simply just wow I really don't want him to do that by himself maybe that's all it that takes could be it. like Absolutely. maybe maybe that's the stepping stone is like hey we need to get out of the house and we need to have this 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 and this and this and this and they're like well oh, that's an awful lot for one person to do like mm-hmm. I can help to, you know I can do some of that like and and they'll come up with their own interests or what they feel comfortable addressing and. Maybe that's how they get involved. Like, there's there's so many ways to
0: yeah, approach this. A, it becomes starting to help share shouldering the burden rather than just dictating it. Again, you know, this is your responsibility now. And it depends on, I think, to a large part of this. I mean, it does kind of depend on your dynamic. You can't approach this like you would in an LE or, or I assume, a, a law enforcement or military environment where you just say this is your job. Mm-hmm. And they have to do it. It's a different set of circumstances and an entirely different environment altogether. Right. You know what I mean? You need to get people bought in. You need to get them bought into what you're trying to do here. and You need to get them to want right. to buy in and be a part of this. You can't just say, well, this is your job now because I fucking said so. Right. I mean, you can try. You're and, probably going to get and, kicked in the dick and you're going to fail. But and
1: maybe it works, right? Like, every dynamic is different. Yeah, it so could, like, I guess. Maybe, but... maybe you do need to do that. Only you know your your household yeah, I'm relationship i'm gonna say that
0: that's probably not the that's not where i would go strategically
1: and no i having the discussion together even if you do ultimately end up doing that right if mm-hmm. you are the person that ends up leading
2: yeah the
1: discussion should still happen together like hey i want to do this and this is what we need to do and maybe that person tells you i need you to tell me what to do right. then that's fine then that's totally fine you've come to that conclusion together that decision together and you can go from there
0: right so there, there's certainly a lot to unpack with this and a lot to address. And guys, I think that this kind of I, I hope that this helps you under maybe a better understanding on to under on what to do next and real and just the realization that the baby steps can often you know, baby steps are great, right because they're easily attainable bite-sized goals yes and they lead to larger steps, to larger goals and larger accomplishments which, ultimately lead to a greater buy-in right and i think that that's i think that's crucial once you understand that and realize that and you start looking at this from that lens Mm -hmm. this all starts to get a bit easier
1: yeah it's fine to look at a big picture but you need to be able to put a microscope on it and address the small pieces
0: yeah and from there realize that it's going to start building itself as long i mean or it should it's like putting together a puzzle Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're managing this and you're looking at this from small pieces, you know, it's like, how do I eat an elephant? One One bite at at a time. time. Absolutely. So when you're looking at your own situation, trying to pull your spouse into this, find that most adjacent topic that fits them and piques their interest. Mm -hmm. Start there and then work your way outward from that point. It doesn't always have to be about firearms. You know, it doesn't always have to be on medical or food. Right. It can be about radios and communication. Maybe they're really into math and tech shit. Hey, it all helps. Right. So, and again, don't be afraid to say, I don't know, but here's a resource we can seek out and we can learn about this together. Yeah. So hopefully you guys have found value in this. Like I said, it's a, it's something that we get a lot of questions on both, you know, electronically <laughs> over the internet uh, and, and socially and at a fa- like family functions. It's always really interesting. <laughs> The amount of obnoxious questions we get and the, the what's and the why's and oh my God, I can't believe, you know. Right. So certainly something that is is worth addressing and we'll probably address m- more in the future mm-hmm. realistically because it's not a stigma that's going away. But I do hope that you guys found value in this. Something that we were happy to talk about and honestly one of the things that makes me the most happy about all of this is just that we have this dynamic and that you and I do this the way that we do.
1: Yeah, and and if you guys have questions, reach, reach out. out. We're, we'll be happy to answer. You know, if you're a man listening to this and your wife has questions, your girlfriend has questions, shoot us a message. I mean, I I know I'm not the most um, active on the social media, at least like outwardly, but I am there. Yep. So I'm I'm happy to answer any questions that they have. Because um, sometimes it is just easier to talk same sex to same sex. Um, it helps, uh, especially if they're they're. Um, wary of it
0: yeah i mean if you guys have any questions or your spouse has questions or, you know whatever podcast at com. shoot us an email uh, prepared underscore mindset underscore pod on instagram shoot us a dm we'd love to help answer the questions you know lexi has access and monitors just as often as i do she's on there just as often as i am so yep. Uh, however we can help, we want to and i and again, I, I hope you guys have found value in this. I think that this is one of the f- one of the biggest steps you can take, not just in bringing your buddies in, so you have a four man fire team you <laughs> squad up and everything like which is awesome and you should you should totally do that, but
1: it shouldn't be the only
0: piece it it can't be the only piece, and it can't be the only focus certainly so if and if this is new to you, right, if you're listening to this now and you're sitting here going, oh shit. I've never had this conversation with my wife or girlfriend or husband, boyfriend, you know, whatever, yeah. partner, then maybe this is the time that you need to start taking those steps. So hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to have more coming at you guys in the next couple of weeks here as we're kind of entering the last quarter of the year. Things are going to be winding down a little bit. I got a class coming up next weekend. You guys will be hearing more on that. But until next time, like we always say here, get out there, work hard. Train smarter and be prepared.